All righty. Hey, everybody. It's Encounters Podcast, and uh, it, you've got a whole little conversation going today. We're talking about Gideon, Judges 6, 7, and 8. Actually, we're going to lean into Judges 6 today. I'm Steve Durr. I'm here with... Steve Thompson, immediately to your left. Immediately to my left, because we're actually at a roundtable today. Yes. And also... Jeff Steele across the table. Jeff Steele, deal, meal... The real deal. The real deal. I love it. It just rhymes with so many things. A lot of ways you can go with that. I like that. I'm feeling steel. Okay, anyway, let's keep going. It's going to go bad. It's going to go sideways. I'm also here with... I'm here too. Laura Bulgreen finishing the circle and bringing us back on track. Thank you. Lolo is who we like to call her. We like Mm -hmm. to call her Lolo because to distinguish between Laura Bulgreen and Laura... Inman. Inman. Correct. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So uh, we've asked for questions, and we were just inundated by so many questions. Uh, we spent all week sorting through uh, hardly any questions. Uh, I was gonna say, but don't week. let that stop you from sending in questions next week. Yeah, come uh, on, everybody. I know that some of you were just being shy. Some of you are like, ah, you know, oh, shucks, I don't know. Uh, and I know all of you are Bible scholars, so you're like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to show off, I don't want to flex. But please send in your questions at encounterswm.churchpodcast uh, and go to the Encounters Podcast. Send in your questions about what we talk about on Sunday or about the uh, personality. But anyways, one question though that kind of did come up is this whole idea from Judges six and this idea of Gideon and the fleece mm. and uh, Gideon, as you know from the story, was going to fight Midian. God asked him to fight Midian, and Midian crossed the border, ready to attack. And then it says this in Judges 6, starting in verse 34. Just give us a little context here. Then the Spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon with power. That'd be a nice little outfit to wear. He blew a... Thanks for that little little (laughs) giggle there, Lolo. He blew a ram's horn as a call to arms, and the men of the clan of Ebiezer... Sorry, I just slaughtered that. Came to him. He also sent messengers uh, through other areas, summoning their warriors, and all of them responded. And here's the part, starting verse 36. Then Gideon said to God, if you are truly going to use me to rescue Israel, as you promised, prove it to me in this way. I will put a wool fleece on the threshing floor tonight. If the fleece is wet with dew in the morning, but the ground is dry, then I will know that you are going to help rescue, uh, help me rescue Israel as you promised. And that is just what happened. When Gideon got up early the next morning, he squeezed the fleece and wrung out the whole bowl full of water. Then Gideon said to God, please don't be angry with me. <laughs> I love this. But let me make one more request. Let me use the fleece for one more test. This time, let the fleece remain dry while the ground around it is wet with dew. So that night, God did as Gideon asked. The fleece was dry in the morning, but the ground was covered with dew. And then uh, the story goes on with Gideon and his army being reduced, as Chad shared on Monday with the podcast, and how God brought great defeat against Midian uh, in using Gideon's very small army. But it's this whole idea of using a fleece to determine, God, are you really with me? Are you going to follow through on this promise? And the question is, uh, is Gideon wrong? Do we use a fleece? Do we question God? Are you really with me? Are you this thing you're asking me to do? Are you really there? Should I test God? Should I uh, ask God to prove himself to me? 
uh, is Gideon wrong in doing this? How do I determine God's will? And this has kind of become a discussion along the way of uh, do I ask God for a sign in a way? So uh, there's a lot of different kind of questions swirling around this. So what do you all think? First well, of all, does it, do any of you actually have a fleece? Yes, but it's a Columbia fleece. It's okay. really nice. I oh, wear nice. It it's pretty fall, warm in the wintertime? Yes. Okay. It's not one where I actually uh, went out and skinned a sheep okay. and, like, <laughs> tanned the hide. And, like, yeah. Could you imagine, like, actually going outside? We should try that sometime for prayer. Mm. Put your Columbia fleece outside. Oh, yes. I should just literally do that. Yeah, if you take Go God's so word serious, you should. Right. So the question is, is it prescriptive or descriptive? And I think all of us would probably And why agree. don't you explain what that means? Yeah, I will. It's, de- it's a description of a narrative. It's not a prescription of what we should do. Okay. So as in what a doctor would prescribe you something to take. It's not telling us to do something. It's simply just in the narrative and i would i think too also we might also agree that in gideon's case it it uh it definitely wasn't um like the the language in there doesn't condemn him or exonerate him it just is but it's part of his character of being a little bit reluctant a little bit shy a little bit unsure of god's leading in this so i would just say that as a little bit of a more yeah, God doesn't seem to condemn him in this. It's amazing how gracious God is right. in this whole thing. What right. do you guys think? Lolo, Jeff? Yeah, for sure. I I have always liked Gideon because I always identified with him in this. Um, I really like assurances before we do things. Um, I'm, I'm pretty reluctant, probably a little hard to get moving maybe uh, in, in many respects. So um, I could totally see myself being in that same place and being like, I'm going to put out the fleece and, you know, God, hears the sign. And then when God does it, then being like, well, maybe like maybe the dew just evaporated from the ground, but the fleece is thicker. So it held it in. Yes. So like maybe <laughs> maybe that was a totally normal thing. I Maybe I asked for the wrong sign. Maybe it was just a fluke. Um And then, like, okay, so I really need to know. So, like, God, let's do it the other way. Just to make sure that my theory, you know, um, is is correct here. I could totally see myself being in that same position. Like, one sign, that was okay. Uh, Boy, if I could just have another one, that would really help me out a lot, God. Yeah. And so for you, when you say you want assurances, why is that, do you think? Um, You'd like to know, I would like to know that, um, that what... I'm setting out to do is not just my own thought or invention. Like, did I hear you right, God? Did I, um, like, is part of this driven from just what I want in my own thing? And I'm just, like, confusing the signals a little bit. Like, um, hearing from God is not, like, it's not an exact science. It's not, you know what I mean? By that, there's it's there's somewhat of a subjective... Um, part to that that um that you'd like to know for sure you would like to test it and scientific method that thing and and make sure that that everything lines up exactly the way it's supposed to yeah that makes sense yeah i feel really similarly where i feel like there is um a i live with this constant desire for 
more reassurance and more like and and that's just comes from I think recovering perfectionist tendencies and always like I don't want to be wrong I don't want to fail I don't want to mess up and so I want this like over the top reassurance from God before I take any step that feels big or that feels risky or feels um, anything and I would say I think my interaction with this story is such that I find I, I like what you said, Thompson, about this being descriptive. They're not like there's nothing that's necessarily saying like, and so shall it be done forever. You know, they're they're just saying this is how Gideon interacted with God, and then we see the kindness of God in um, meeting him in that space, and we see the kindness of God in in not not shaming him for like, bro, you need another sign, really. <laughs> you know, like there's there's no sense of of condemnation that we get from God. There's just um, continued communication, continued leading forward, continued invitation. And so I'm reassured by that in this sense of feeling like this gives us a picture of a God who is not afraid for us to ask and who's not afraid for us to um, uh, be every bit as human as we are, which sometimes includes some hesitance, some fear, some need for reassurance. And on the other side of that, I th- I find myself challenged in knowing that I can get stuck in this perpetual loop of like, well, maybe just one more time, like, you know, maybe just, maybe just one more sign, maybe just one more. And so my challenge in recent years has been more, um, when does that need for reassurance stop? And for me to just be willing to take a step and see what happens. And so the move for me is like, yes, seek the Lord. Yes. Ask for what you need. But at the end of the day, am I going to move my behind and am I going to do something? Am I going to take action with what I think that God is inviting me to do yeah so not getting paralyzed right yeah that's really good and i there's just so much grace around all of this i think because we have a relationship with the father god right yeah and so i've been on a journey with this my whole life because fleeces have been a part of my family's culture a way of determining and confirming if God is leading or how he's leading, because we don't traditionally get the burning bushes that seem to be pretty self-evident. You know, you physically hear his voice. So, you know, when it came time for me to uh, ask God, is just the one? And yes, I did have much more of a God had a one or like, you know, pretty there's a narrow choice limit there um, at that point in my life. And, uh, and so I put out a fleece and then God answered that fleece with a yes. It was very clear to me. But when I told Jess about the fleece and I won't get into details of that now, because, but this anyways, is a story we we're dying. You to would love to hear it, <laughs> this but is we the don't question have time. We want everyone to ask. We don't have time <laughs> for it. Yes. <laughs> what but, is the fleece? But Jess was so angry. I think she's angry with me to this day. We can't wait because to hear that's it. how I decided that God wanted me to marry Jessica. <laughs> oh my so goodness. I've, I've come, I've come around since then even even sure uh to <laughs> recent decisions very recent decisions that i'm making but here's the thing I, going to what lolo said um that whole the heart posture of i think what we're saying at the end of our gatherings that predisposed right. yes i want to say yes god totally but could you just confirm this for me with with a couple of things that are concerns for me and honestly even a major decision that we're making, I'll just say it. We're thinking we're going to move to Muskegon. We're not going to leave Watermark. We're that's not sure, but we feel like maybe this You're is going to move house. We're going to just move houses, just a little bit north here. And so I've been, asked God for some things that I'm I'm hoping He'd give direction on, and I don't 
I, I don't think that's wrong. I don't think I'm sure. testing God. I don't think there's necessarily a lack of faith about that. Right. What do you guys think? I mean, you feel free to tell me I'm off. Yeah. No, there's, <laughs> well, there's certainly like uh, things, if, if a lot of things start to line up, then it starts to um, look a lot more like, oh, hey, God is really behind this thing. And you would love to have things that are working out that like only God could have done. Right. You know, and like just, those circumstances. Yeah, it feels yeah. so much better because like, you know, it's it's just kind of funny because we're going to move to Muskegon too. Um, and uh, we already have the property and stuff like that. And, and some of the things that we had said, like, okay, we want um, a property for this much money and we want this much land and we want, you know, I, I want this distance from watermark and, and that kind of stuff. And like every single one of the things that we wanted and put out there, we found quite miraculously, I think. Um, and it's like a minute closer than I said I wanted. And it was like a thousand dollars less than I said I yeah. wanted, you know, and like everything was coming in just exactly perfectly where and when we needed it. And so along the way as we're experiencing some of the challenges and, and things uh, that go along with the process of, of building a house, um, we can look back on those and be like, okay, God, you've been faithful here. You were faithful here and here and here. And that gives us enough kind of hope and, and, and faith to be able to say, okay, you're going you're gonna to see us through the rest of the way. And in that case, can I just, I'm, I'm thinking out loud, you guys were going to move anyways. Like it, it kind of right. needed to happen. Right. You felt like the, it was just more about confirmation of where God and some could, desires along the way that yes. would really match up. And yep. so it's, again, God's, God's gracious confirmation, wouldn't that be? Yeah, and I was going to say along those lines, I think you touched on this, Tom Swift, the kind of being predisposed to a an automatic yes answer. And I think that that is what changes the nature of something like a fleece or something like asking for reassurance mm -hmm. is right. the difference between a heart that is postured towards God and is wanting obedience, wanting God's will, um, but seeking some reassurance or seeking help along the way versus what I would think of more as like a testing God, which is almost coming with a resistant heart and saying, prove me or change my mind. Yeah. You know, if you change. want me to move, send somebody to make me right. a full price offer tomorrow and right. I will sell the house and move. If that's your will, you, you know, you can make that happen and then I'll do it. Right. That's effectively posture. like removing yourself from the whole, the whole, um, from any kind of participation in what God is doing and just kind of like distancing and ac asking him to just run your life <laughs> without any sort of cooperation on your hand. So I think that would be the difference in my mind. And not to backtrack, but would you say that's what Gideon was doing? Was he doing more of the, okay, God, you're going to, I need you to do this, this, and this, or was he more asking for confirmation? Well, I mean, I think he, he had a promise that God was going to bring victory um, but at the same time, I mean, he's living in a world where these are, there are other gods. He's like, is there truly going to be this victory? And I need to know that you're going to be with me. I think he's looking for confirmation, um, that God is going to be with him. Um, and that reassurance. I mean, I, I'm thinking, uh, and I think God, it's, it's like a, it's for me, it's like the moment when, um, I needed to be reminded, this is how I see it. I don't necessarily know if this is in his heart. I don't know what's in his heart. But I, I guess as a dad, or you know, thinking back when I was a son, uh, and I went to a baseball, joined a new baseball team, and I didn't know anyone on that team, and I showed up 
uh, to play and practice, and I didn't know anyone, and I was really struggling as a little kid and felt really anxious and um, and really struggling in that moment. And I saw my dad over in the parking lot watching me, and I went over there to talk to him and check in with him and uh, talk with him, and he reassured me that he was there, that he cared, and then I went back out there, and you know, essentially said, you got this, in some different words, and I went back out there to play, and I wonder if that's a little bit kind of like, Gideon, I'm with you. I'm alongside you. Uh, I'm the God who can defeat Baal. I'm the God who has got this battle. Um, you're my son. And I guess that's kind of the imagery that, that I take from that. But I think at the end of the day, it is that motivation that says, the answer is yes, God. Um, I just want to make sure it's not me putting my heart's desire first, even though I do believe God will give us the desires of our heart um, and takes that into account for sure. But I want to make sure that this isn't just me selfishly doing this or that. I want to submit to you first and at the same time, I don't want to um, resist you in any way. Um, and I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm wanting my dad, my, my, my good dad, to just uh, hold my hand in this. I, I just need my good dad to show up right now. That's kind of the imagery I was feeling in that. But that just might be me. Yeah. Okay. That's I don't probably know. a good, good felt place like a Field of Dreams up. moment. Do you ever see Field of Dreams? I think as every, like, son... You have that moment where it's like, Dad, have a catch, and every son in the world starts crying during that time. I had great catches with my dad. Did you? Yeah. Nice. Okay, I, th I feel like this has become therapy. <laughs> 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 Anyways, well, let's uh, let's close this off. So I guess, how do we want to wrap this up as far as uh, what's the well, final point we want to say about the whole I know whole you like practical thing? steps. So yeah. probably one is just Here we get go. on Land's End and order a nice fleece. <laughs> Land's End, is that a good one? I don't know. Is that a Columbia or something? <laughs> yeah. You can find a good one probably at Meyer Walmart. I'm sure you it. could. Yeah. yeah. So pick up, pick up a fleece, but yeah. Maybe, I don't know. what the We didn't plan pre-plan the takeaway here, but I, I guess I'm wondering if maybe there's some things that you guys are hoping for confirmation of, and you want to make sure you're doing it the right way or whatever. You don't want to test God. You're wanting to have a good heart in it, and I predispose yes, um, but maybe this is something we could pray with you together on. So. Right. Let us know, and and we'll pray, and and maybe we'll get to see God move and confirm, or God maybe close a door for us in that right. direction too. Yeah, that's good. All right, Lola, why don't you close us out with a prayer? <laughs> should should she do a prayer this time, or should she just wrap it up? <laughs> However you want to do ahead. it. Okay, great. Let's pray. Um, God, we love you, and just are so thankful that you are a God who um, interacts with us, and who is a God who wants to to uh, not only know us but to be known by us. And so, I pray that you would give us the the courage and the um, freedom to ask for what we need from you, trusting that you are a good God and a good Father who's not trying to trick us or trap us or withhold yourself from us. Um, help us to believe God that truly, as as much as we can feel so. Um, nervous about moving forward and hung up on wanting to get it right, wanting to follow your will. Help us to really truly believe that you want us to walk in your will infinitely more than we want that. Um, just way more. And so as, as we remember that, may that give us peace and reassurance to know that you're not trying to um, not trying to make it difficult for us and that you're a God who knows how to speak to us in a way that we can understand. 
So may we trust that. And would you speak to us, to all of us participating in this conversation, seeking guidance in one way or another? Um, would you show up and guide us in a way that we can understand and trust and give us the courage to take a step and see the ways that you are moving and working on our behalf? We love you. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Gobbler. <laughs>